Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you at 106 in Edmonton in this hour. We'll have another former NHL general manager on the show. Had Scott Housen on in hour number one. Gord Stellick coming up in about uh, 39 seconds time. As well, an update out of Calgary. they got a lot going on. Eric Francis from Sportsnet will join us. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it for you right now. Uh, we head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Again, River Cree has blood, sweat, and tears featuring Bobice Friday night at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Without further ado, uh, pleased to be joined by Gord Stellick on Oilers Now. Gord, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great as well. Good. So, and not as great as England is doing at this time, because they've just, uh, spoiler alert for those of you that are uh, you know, PVR in the World Cup, and Belgium, mm-hmm. has, Belgium has jumped out in front one nothing. Both teams sat all their best players, because they're through to the round of 16, and the loser of this game has an easier draw coming up in the next round. So England's happy that they're behind one nothing to Belgium, I think. So there and, you go. Uh, and, and Germany still has great memories of their hockey team. Yes. Well, and yes. who knew? <laughs> I know, to overcome their soccer team. Who knew is right? <laughs> yeah, I had a little fun at the Germans' expense yesterday, and uh, there's been a, a couple, you know, Stoffer is a Swiss-German name, though I'm not Swiss-German. Uh, I just said the Germans have always struggled launching an offensive in Russia. You know, it's <laughs> kind of been their history. Uh, well, all right. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm half Czech, so we didn't make it. The Czech name was... <laughs> you had the, my my did, dad was from Prague, yeah. Yeah, uh, did the Czechs... I'm, I'm trying to think. Did they not win a Euro once, like back in the 90s? They, they, or they lost they were in the, the final, final of the Euro. Final of the Euro in 96. And that was in England that year. Yeah, um, I guess it was. But, I mean, like, uh, it seems like what every league wants, Gary Bettman and everybody, they have parody now, right? They have parity at the World Cup. It seems like a different country's winning every four years. It's not always Brazil or always Italy anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't think you're... Uh, I know this because I did an event in Edmonton with Gary back in March. He doesn't like that word parity. He likes the word competitive balance. Yes. <laughs> you know how that goes. So, look, uh, you you were in the chair. Uh, the business wasn't what it... You know, you were in the chair as a general manager at the Toronto Maple Leafs, relatively speaking, at a, a fairly young age and did it for a while... Um, I think it's fair to say the NHL is a different business now because of the salary cap implications and all those sort of things. But how much BS is actually spread out there versus real truth at this time of the year, Gord? Well, you know, first first of all, you take a look at, um, I believe, is today the 28th? Can I get my days right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so two years ago on the 28th was the, what was it, the 22 minutes or 23 sure. minutes that shook the hockey world, right? Yep. Who had, who had any of those? Who had any of those? 
Who had Stamkos going back that afternoon? Who had the Larson Hall trade nailed? Who had the Subin Weber trade nailed? Like it's it's really changed that way about where you would get the information from an insider and it would be hard and cold fact. And nowadays teams are getting the information out. It's just a whole different way the way you can do it as well. So so for starters, you don't get that way so much anymore. And the other part, yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. Agents love to stir it up. Agents love to stir it up on behalf of the players. You know, so if there's a certain vested interest there, the court of public opinion, the court of media opinion, the court of whatever, the court of the trial is still something that even though maybe it was tried more uh, 20, 30 years ago, uh, still is out there to the case. And there's also the, the disinformation to try to uh, keep the eye off the ball, like the shell game, and, and not be, be able to show your hand what you're truly going for. So there's a lot of those elements out there. Just so you know, Gord, Bob did have, uh, you know, the Hall and the Larson trade at least the day before it broke, but... Uh, okay, well, that's just, good. No, I know yeah. where you're getting at. I just wanted well, to jump hey, in there. Give Bob, give Bob a pat on the back. I'll, I'll slide you that $20 bill later, Brendan. <laughs> okay. you got to keep your well, job for another day. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah. No, and I was just thinking of that because obviously you're, you're, you're on... Well, I, I guess being on the scene and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, but the confluence... About, but yeah. no one had the confluence of those three events happening at the same di- same time and it just you know yeah. like we flew back uh, the dra- the 2016 draft was in buffalo we flew back on the on the uh, actually I flew back on saturday night and i remember uh, in a conversation with somebody on sunday and maybe there might have been an opportunity with st louis uh, with taylor and Edmonton went a different route and took the Larson deal, and it looked great the first year when Edmonton made the playoffs and improved their oh, defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, right? and you know what? You were beside, you were set up beside us at the draft right. in Buffalo. Yeah. And yeah I remember that. I was so looking I, at you I, going, Yeah. Uh-oh. So I will, pay, I will pay homage to you. It's correct. But I'll even throw things in because you're at, you know, so I apologize about that part. But even things like the Ryan Johansson, Seth Jones trade. Yes. You know, or, you know just whatever. They, they really have come from nowhere by and large. And well, anyway, but... But uh, your your point's taken about just all the disinformation out there. Let me ask you this: When you what was the biggest deal you made when you were in Toronto? Uh, Ken Reggett for two first round picks was uh, the biggest one when I was general manager. When we were assistant general manager, we had you know Daryl Sittler was uh, unfortunately a lot of them were like like negative deals about you know when you're trading from weakness and some guys moving on. But there was a uh, certainly you know that going on about moving guys like. Punch him back, move Lanny McDonald, which was not a popular trade. Daryl Sittler moving to Philadelphia. But in my case, that would have been the biggest one that way. Uh, of course, the uh, the Russ Cordell, the Montreal for John Cordick deal is the one I'm synonymous with. But uh, uh, but there were other <laughs> bigger deals in some context that way. Yeah, well, you needed some muscle at the time you made that deal with the Canadians, right? I mean, I grew up playing hockey. I grew up playing against John. And uh, he, uh, it wasn't until he went to Portland that he became the limited guy that he was because he could actually move the puck a bit but and, and that's the nature of it uh, well, well you know something bob uh, that's an, it's a really you know great point that way because hockey hall of fame just had an event on monday night and just things in general like i do a lot of induction weekend and i forget what number of years ago but cam neely was being inducted and just like you're talking about we're chatting behind the scenes and he's having a passionate talk about playing in portland with right. john cordick yeah. You know, it's funny, and you go back about that. The guy was an all-star defenseman, you know, and it's just, and it, you know, and then it's the human element about so many things, and, and we're finding that more and more now about concussion issues with current-day players and all that goes into, into play. But that's that's a neat part of the game that you and I get exposed to, and a lot of people do as well. We talk money, we talk all those things, but the people part is still the part we treasure. Well, you know what? Uh, John and uh, uh, Cam Neely were 16-year-olds playing for Brian Shaw. 
and yeah. uh, they were two big, physically tough guys. But there were some challenges in Portland, as we all later found out. And, and I, you know, I just I, to this day, I, I just I, yeah, Dan Cordick was the assistant coach in the Alberta Golden Bears this year. They won the national title, and I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time, uh, you know, when when we were in town and the Oilers weren't playing on a Friday night, sliding over the U of A to go watch the eventual national champions, and a lot of empathy for the Cordick family with what they went through. So, uh, yeah, and, and and you know what, you bring it like like I've talked to ex Portland players. There were a lot of extreme positives about it, but there was a lot of there was some, there was some there were some sad things that went on there as yeah. well and and but yeah. the point is like you make trades for different reasons and you win i mean we just had scott on the show and he you know scott Housen talking about the bobrovsky uh trade and he yeah. basically said look when we made that deal it wasn't for we didn't think we were getting a vezina trophy winner we thought we were getting a guy that could push mason for playing time <laughs> and yeah. scott hasn't even been able to be the guy that's benefited from that trade in columbus bobrovsky turns out to be a, a two-time vezina trophy winner and people forget he's the guy that made the deal, but they remember him as the guy that traded away Rick Nash. You know, that's kind of how the business yeah. works, right? Well, you know, and, and a fan sit there, Bob, with a scorecard, and, and they sum it down to trades mostly. Free agent acquisitions are kind of a bonus, you know. And really, as we found out in Ottawa the last little while, this word culture cannot be overstated enough. And you look what Lou Lamorello brought to Toronto with that and what he's going to try to bring to the New York Islanders. It's what I think they've really done a a solid job with trying to do in Edmonton, despite the record last year, but about those other things. I mean, those things to the average fan look rather small, but they're huge, huge. When you're a head of hockey operations or a president or general manager, I mean, that element from top to bottom is not as easy as people think, and it's huge. All right, you brought up Toronto. I got a question for you. You have this yeah. this core of young star. I mean, Austin Matthews is going to be the one B to Connor McDavid's one A. You know, five years from now, as as Sid eventually. And I'm never going to dismiss Sidney Crosby because he's an incredibly competitive player. But in time, Sidney will not be there with Connor as one of the top two players. I mean, he might be retired in five years. Who knows? Why would mm-hmm. you, so so? Tell me this. They've got so they've got. Matthews, he's a, a terrific young talent. Uh, they've got Marner, who himself there were rumors about during the course of this season, including some to Edmonton. Uh, they've yeah. got Nylander. So why would Toronto be that vested in the interest in Tavar? Wouldn't they want Matthews to be the guy there? Maybe maybe help explain that to our listeners, why the yeah. Leafs would, yeah. would pursue him the way they well, are. Well, but, you know, first of all, free agents don't cost you anything. So you look at it from a, from a standpoint of an organization that they don't, it's, it's only money. Granted, they're cap considerations for the money, but right. it does not cost you players or assets. So that, that's a huge factor in whether it's John Tavares or somebody else. Babcock loves them, for starters, because he's coached them, and he's had success internationally with them, as had Tavares that way. I know, you know, you, you went through that debate, part of it, McDavid and Hall trying to figure out they couldn't play on the same line, but how do you get enough ice time for the two of them? And right. after year one, it looked like, okay, that, but then year two, you say, wait a sec, we should have probably figured something out in hindsight. And, and yes. so, so, I mean... So but these happy predicaments, you know, think about when you're coming dead last, whether it's Edmonton or Toronto or anybody else. Like, what a happy predicament. I mean, Malkin and Crosby can do it. You know, there's been other, Kane and Taves can do it. I mean, if you're going to win, you can't just win with one great player. Otherwise, Tavares would have won with the New York Islanders. So, 
this, this is just a rare chance. Two years ago, there was one with Steven Stamkos, but I, I, I even think John Tavares is a better player. So this is, I mean, there's been no real great uh, beyond off the charts UFAs that have come out since 2005. And you know, Bob, when that new collective bargain agreement came in that year, and it was like six or seven years, she could become a, a UFA. I thought, oh my God, everybody's going to move. It's great. You know, right. we'll get a chance to get Ovechkin or Crosby, and it's been quite the opposite. So. I just think it's a unique opportunity, and there's 31 destinations that, you know, hey, if Edmonton could have, if Edmonton could figure it out, Capwise or whatever, and you want, want to go there, you got to find a spot for him. Yeah. You know, it's just money. It's it's not play. I mean, how can you go wrong with John Tavares? Right. Uh, interesting. You think, I mean, Stamkos isn't the same player he was three or four years ago, is he? No. No, he's not. And, I, and I'll tell you something else, Bob, what's interesting. First to answer your question, you're right. No, he's not. And a lot of it's health reasons. That's not a knock against him. But what, what I'm really intrigued this time, two years ago, Steve Eiserman, who um, a, a, player, a top player agent told me, you know, he's the best at using the salary cap, Steve Eiserman. And what he did with Steven Stamkos was, says, look, Steve, you're getting $8.5 million from us. Well, I want more. Other teams will pay me more. Understand that. But we're going to pay 845 because you want to sign Victor Hedman, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, kick tires, figure it out. And Steven Stamkos went, kicked some tires like Toronto that offered a lot more. And then didn't go to Detroit and a few other meetings. He just said, no, you're right. This is where I want to be. John Tavares, the understanding is the New York Islanders have always been willing to pay him top dollar. So that's never been an issue or a problem. So it's a little more intriguing about what the hell is he thinking about. So there's also the thought there that, yeah, you know, maybe he's more gettable because obviously he's having more doubts about staying with the island. And like Stephen Stamkos, if Tampa Bay had offered top dollar day one, he would have taken it there. But he had to go and figure out all the other ancillary things that were of value beyond top dollar. We're joined right now by Gord Stellick, former GM of the Maple Leafs. Uh, he's got a show on NHL Network Radio, does Leafs uh, pre and post for Sportsnet as well. Gord, tell me this. Uh, handy, what percentage do you figure he goes back to the island? And which other teams got the best sh- shot at him other than the Islanders? Okay, I'm saying 50-50. But riddle me this, Bob. Okay, put this in human terms. That um, this is where, and I'm not being a smart aleck when I say this, because actually the Toronto Sun had a headline about or a cover showing, you know, what, what's that show that they, the Bachelor gives the rose to the suitor, right? That, right? The, so it showed John Tavares with the rose and, and six logos out there of NHL teams. So it's like you're in a marriage and you got a certain date and then you have the right to go somewhere. But that includes your wife comes in or your partner. It could be the other way around. But but pleads her, her or his case to you. So you're saying, I'm looking at five other spouses, but you get a chance to plead your case as well, why we should stay married. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like, like I, I would think he would have known at the end of the season or even the day Lou was hired, if that's the deciding thing. Let's face it, it's got to be bigger than Lou and Barry Trotz. I think that'll help things. So I'm, I'm really wondering. It's weird. I don't, I don't get why the, the Islanders are included going to the wire. But anyway, he has the right to do that. So I'd say the others 50-50, then after that, I would, I would say the Leafs 25, the Sharks 20, and, or actually Sharks, Sharks 15, Boston 10. How about that? So you don't, because uh, I look at Dallas and I look at Jim Nill. You know, he's, yeah. he's now in, in his case, they were both trades, right? He made the deals to get both uh, Sagan and Spezza, but he is a guy that can make things happen. And and there's a lot to like in Dallas, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, uh, is is the other part is, like one thing Tavares has said, the guys that get to come to talk to me generally have a hundred points or more. 
So if you think Dallas can win, then maybe you can think the Islanders can win too. And you're, I'm big on Jim Nell. I mean, that's a, Jim Lights, Jim Nell, Jim Montgomery. I'm big on all three of those guys, yeah. and that's probably why he had a meeting that way. All I'm yeah. just saying is that that you know who knows? Jim Nell could bounce, they could bounce back in a hurry if they get a goalie as well. But um, so that's the only little caveat I throw the other way that I pick teams that got more points. All right, James Van Rienstijk, where do you figure hands up, Gord? And how contingent is his? How contingent is JVR's inevitable location dependent upon what happens with Tavares? Yeah, you know it's um, it's funny, and it's a good lesson about uh, don't listen to your fans because Toronto fans have always clamored. You got to get a UFA, and they went and got Jason Blake, and they got Mike Komasarek, and they got Jeff Finger, and they got David Clarkson, and you know bust, 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 and some of it was injury related. Stefan Robidoff, for God's sake. And again, that was injury-related. So here you got James Van Riemsdyk, who has a phenomenal season, would desperately love to come back to Toronto, and they'd be kind of saying, you know, we got younger guys that are, that are ready to take your spot. You probably won't fit in cap-wise. So I think, Bob, it's totally related to John Tavares, that if John Tavares can't come, then you're with maybe you chase Paul Stastny, or do you try to get JVR back? Uh, I love JVR. Whoever's going to get JVR is going to get a hell of a player. Don't don't get ticked off because he's big and not really physical. He's a hell of a player. He's a skilled player, and uh, he's, he's not he's not a two way player. But what he brings is is huge. He's a great complimentary player. I'd love to I'd love to see him back in the blue and white. Yeah. Well, the last time I checked, the goal of the game is still to score more goals than the opposition team, right? And he can do that. He can finish. And aren't goals hard to come by? Isn't uh, that the hardest well, thing to find nowadays? I watched a team this year, and I thought it was pretty pretty hard to come by. Yeah. Totally. In the league, it's hard to come by. In, in high-level kids hockey, it's hard to come by. Yes. The systems and everything else going. Yeah, yes, indeed. Mike Green, any thoughts on him out of Detroit? Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's this whole thing. Every year, it's the Matt Niskin or somebody that, uh, because there's... A I mean, shortage of right shot yeah, D, yeah, right? Yeah, or just defensemen in general. They never make it. Jay Bowmeister was the big one a few years ago and was overpaid in that respect. So, I mean, there, there, there's there's the offensive dimension to Mike Green. So, you know, he's not – I mean, John Carlson would have been really intriguing. That would have been a stud that could play, you know, play your 28 minutes in the playoffs and that. So, in, in Mike Green, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit wide open there. Good complimentary player. Making $6 million, which seems a little bit high still. Yes. So I, I, I don't really know what the market would be. At $6 million, I would find it pretty limited. But, he, you know, Calvin DeHaan's another guy that, you know, suffer, suffered through injuries this season. But, boy, that'd be, if he's healthy, what a pretty serviceable guy he would look to be to pick up with somebody. Yeah, he's a smart player. I remember him impressing us in preseason one year. He came in. He was still, obviously, with Oshawa at that time. Actually got hurt in the next exhibition game. Gord, great stuff. We appreciate your time, okay? Bob, full props on the deal, okay? Because you're 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 a great uh, guy in the business about your nose to the grindstone. So I was, I'm speaking in general generalities, but certainly about the Hall Larson deal, yeah. But in general, in generalities, it's just a different world, isn't it? It, it is, and that's. I mean, we just discussed the whole thing with you know a, a St. Louis based reporter, good guy, putting out something on uh, Lucic when a couple days earlier he puts out that Maroons in St. Louis, and you know you know that uh, Elaine Waugh is based in St. Louis. That's Maroons agent. Elaine Waugh went to Harvard just after Peter Shirelli was there. Uh, those two know each other. The Oilers have got Russell, who's an Elaine Waugh client. They've they had Mark Latest to an Elaine Waugh client. The Maroon was an Elaine Waugh. Keegan Lowe is an Elaine Waugh client. So it all you got to read through it sometimes and even then you can be completely wrong and believe me well, i've been wrong before well remember when you sat in the back of the car as a kid and you played that game connect the dots yeah it's, it's, it's still applicable all these decades later sometimes so 
You know, we shall see. You mentioned earlier, I don't know, Kiprios was, you know, touting the Marner for Nurse a concept back in, what, November. Right. There's always something there. Something was, someone was planning in the Marner camp about there. Now, that one's kind of cooled off, but you never know. It's well, it cooled off because game. Marner was unbelievable in the second half of the year for the Because he didn't cool off. That's right. Right. Because he didn't cool off. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, Gord. Okay, buddy. You bet. That's Gord Stellick, former Toronto Maple Leafs general manager. I did not know he was half Czech, so he grew up a fan of Pavel Nedved. That was the Czech striker uh, for a number of years. How's that for useless? Not Peter Nedved, who was very briefly in Edmonton Oilers, came over in a deal. What was that? In 2000, uh, when did Nedved come here? Now, I don't, I don't want to get uh, Dvorak, because Dvorak came over in the Corey Cross deal at the 2004 trade deadline, or was that the 03 deadline? Well, it must have been the 03 deadline, because there was no 0405 deadline. So, there you have it. Uh, 0304. Remember? Had 16 well, games. I was working on the other at the other station at the time. I remember we got hold of Corey Cross, and he was actually at the airport with Dvorak, and we couldn't get the. I didn't even think, geez, I wonder if he's with Dvorak. He's probably on the same flight. Uh, well, you learn things over time. Uh, this is what He was ne- fun to watch, though, during that push for the playoffs when he came over. Dvorak? No, Nedvid. I loved Nedvid as a kid. He was exciting to watch. You like Nedvid? Yeah, well, he was, wasn't very long. That he, he, was, he was a great Canadian, too. Did you know that? <laughs> Played for Canada in the 92 yeah, Olympics. that's right. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Actually, he scored in the shootout against the Swedes. Canada got up 2 nothing and uh, couldn't seal the deal. 126 in Edmonton. Off. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout, come back. I'm going to get to a text or two. This is orders now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Uh, Cheeks has texted the show on our Westlock Ford text line at 630. 630. Bob, is Joffrey Lupel staying retired or would he take a PTO? He hasn't played in two years. I, I, I think Joff's playing days are done. I can, you know what? I. Who knows? No one's talked to him in two years. Uh, we'll tell you this. The best pizza in the city still make it a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza, Old Strathcona, 48-plus years. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza, Mediterranean Chicken, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. For our menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. Back with Sportsnet columnist Eric Francis. This is Oilers Now. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.